Hello, my friends, and welcome again to the Deeper Daily Podcast. It's the 25th day of June. I'm your host, Paul White. Hey, check out Choose Life. That's the sermon we dropped today on all of our platforms, and I think it will be a real blessing to you as we work through uh, an Old Testament scripture into the New Testament, put Jesus into that, see it through the lens of the love of the Father, and I think it'll be an enlightening time as you study the Word with us. Speaking of studying the Word, that's what we try to do here on the DDP. We're in the 11th chapter of the Gospel of Mark. This particular passage is Holy Week. We're not teaching this during Holy Week. We missed that. That was back at Easter, of course, but we... Uh, We've been working through the book of Mark for the entire calendar year since January the 1st, and so this is when we arrive in the chronological journey of what would be Holy Week. It's the Monday of the week that Jesus will ultimately be crucified. The night before this particular day, he went into Jerusalem, he looked into the temple, and he looked around. At all things, Mark 11, 11 says, and the hour was late, so he went to Bethany with the 12. So as we said yesterday, he sees some things going on in the temple. I think probably robs his sleep. He doesn't rest well, I'm sure, that night because there's some things going on that are disturbing to Jesus. What we're going to learn in the next, starting in verse 12 all the way through verse 18, Mark tells you the events of Monday. And what we learn is that ultimately Jesus is going to clear the money changers uh, of the temple. He's going to have this table-turning event we'll get into. And then when the evening comes, he's going to leave the city again. That's how verse 19 ends. In between that, or uh, sorry, before that, he's on his way into town from Bethany, and that's where we begin the reading in verse 12. The next day, that's Monday, that's after Palm Sunday. The next day, when they had come out from Bethany, he was hungry. Well, he's hungry because it's breakfast time, right? Or at least that's, that's the assumption that we make. And seeing from afar a fig tree having leaves, he went to see if perhaps he would find something on it. And when he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. And in response, Jesus said to it, Let no one eat fruit from you ever again. And his disciples heard it. Um, let me let me start by saying this just as a way of giving you a heads up. In a few weeks... On the Sunday sermon release, we're going to release a sermon called The Only Thing Jesus Ever Cursed. That's probably going to be, I don't know, three or four more weeks before that pops up. I, don't, I, don't, I didn't figure up the exact date that it will release, but it'll be in July, late July. It's a sermon we did in uh, Kenosha, Wisconsin, and it's from this exact passage. Mark chapter 11, verse actually starts with the verse we read yesterday, verses 11 to 14. And then it goes into the temple purging moment from, from verse 15. And then at the end of the sermon, it comes back out the next day to the fig tree. And so there's a lot of detail in that that's going to come up near the end of July. And so I always say things up live that I don't say teaching. Part of that's just the flow of what's happening. Part of that's just trying to um, trim things out when you're doing these short podcasts. So 
Uh, I just want to give you a heads up. That's coming, and it'll be a pretty detailed sermon. Um, but I don't. That, that doesn't mean I want to skip it here. It's just that there'll be so much more. So if I guess I'm saying that. So that if this kind of intrigues you, what we're going to do over the next few days, then you're going to get one of those full-length sermons that happen sort of in the moment. Yeah, that that give and take that comes with a crowd that I think you'll enjoy and just give you a heads up and I'll tell you more about that in the next few weeks as it approaches. So let's do the geography a little bit. Jesus goes to Bethany. Uh, he has he came into Bethany after Sunday night. In the morning on Monday, he curses the fig tree, then goes in to cleanse the same temple he was looking at the night before, which tells us that whatever he saw on Sunday, stays with him into Monday. And then when he curses the fig tree, it has direct correlation to the cleansing of the temple. The reason we know this is because Mark puts the cursing of the fig tree in Mark 11, verses 12 to 14. Then Jesus cleanses the temple. And then Mark puts Jesus commenting on the fig tree in verses 20 to 24. So Mark builds sort of a sandwich. Uh, I've even read scholars that call this the Markin sandwich. And the sandwich is that Jesus curses a fig tree on one piece of bread, and then they talk about the cursed fig tree on the other piece of bread, and the meat in the middle, the things that makes the sandwich the sandwich, is the cleansing of the temple, so that both pieces of bread, the cursing of the fig tree and the cursed fig tree, are actually housing the story of the cleansing of the temple, that what Jesus does in the cleansing of the temple and what Jesus does in the cursing of the fig tree is the same thing. That a fig tree is supposed to produce figs, but doesn't. A temple is supposed to produce fruit, but doesn't. Now, Jesus is not a fool. He knows it's not the season for figs. But he's doing this as an allegory of what he's about to do in the temple. And so he's not cursing fig trees because they don't produce figs out of season. He's cursing the fig tree because he went to a tree for fruit and it had none. And the day before he had stood in a temple that's supposed to produce the fruits of God... And it's producing none. In fact, it's blocking people from the fruit of God. And so Jesus is responding. In fact, Mark uses that word in Mark eleven fourteen. In response, Jesus said to the tree, let no one eat fruit from you ever again. So that's Mark's way of saying Jesus is responding, quote unquote, responding to the fruitlessness of the fig as a sign of how he's responding to the fruitlessness of the temple. And when I say the temple, I don't just mean the edifice, the structure. I mean the system. Jesus' response to the fruitlessness of the Mosaic economy will be to overturn the money changers' tables. But the lead-in is to curse the fig tree. And for Israel, the fig tree represented a lot of things, not the least of which, we'll go into this more in that sermon that comes out next month, not the least of which is all of the things that we put on to cover up our failures and our deficiencies. In some ways, it's religion itself, and Jesus curses that to remove it. We'll cleanse the temple with him tomorrow. See you then. God bless.